Good morning. No matter what brought you here today, you're here. Because we have a fuller glimpse of God's face through you. And for that, we are thankful. And above all, we pray your time here will meet the needs of your soul. We have just a few announcements this morning. Remember, there is a church business meeting, no potluck dinner. At 6 o'clock tonight, right here in the sanctuary, the state of the church, that report will be presented tonight at 6, so please join us. Also, Marilyn told me that you can have come up and fight over the flowers. They're beautiful. Thank you. You can come get those after the service. Also, make sure you take a look at the prayer concerns in the uh, insert this morning. Uh, we add to that the Morris family, Kristen's Chandler's family. Uh, her first cousin passed away last night, um, has down, had Down syndrome, a very, very um, traumatic for the family who have been taking care of him for 23 years. Uh, so um, please, and he, he died of COVID um, last evening. So there are others in your minds and in your hearts, and we ask that you lift them up as we worship together today. Let's start by calling ourselves to worship. God's word runs swiftly to the ends of the earth, it carries glad tidings of creation's rebirth. Let us enter the new age. Let us turn We arrive here today and pray that all suffering may fade. We shall proclaim all the goodness that God has made. Let us worship God. Thank you. 
A reading from Psalm 36. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your judgments are like the great deep. You save humans and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. All people may take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. O continue your steadfast love to those who know you, and your salvation to the upright of heart. This is an ancient song of assurance. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to God. Let us give our thanks to God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Let us pray. Mother, Father, Creator, Redeemer, Holy Spirit, Friend, Stranger, Unknown. You are many things, different things, different beings, different spirits, sometimes nothing to us. Why? What is missing? 
It is become of what it is because of what we've been told you are that we believe or what we should believe. We are asking this for ourselves right now because we've chosen to be here and we want to know you, whoever it is you are. We are here searching or maybe begging to feel something, to be changed because we have found something in this place. Or maybe we find it and feel something because of one another. Maybe we look too hard. We try to look too deeply for you, O oh God. Maybe if we just stop and let ourselves feel. Feel the love surrounding us coming from one another. There's something in that. Because we are here. Are we missing something, God? We pray to just feel a presence. We don't need to name it. We just need to accept the moment for what it is. Just this few moments together in this place. Are we going to be different when we leave? Are we at least going to be glad that we came? What are we missing, God? We pause to think of others in our lives. We can do that. We know someone who is hurting. We know someone who is searching. We know someone who is just needing, someone who is lost. Maybe we know someone who is confused. Do we know someone who is sick or lonely? Do we know someone who is going down the wrong road? God, may we pause for just a moment and put their faces in front of ours. May we pause for just a moment and say their names softly to ourselves. Now, oh God, we say our own name. May we see ourselves. May we pray for ourselves. What is it that we want from this time together? We chose to be here. What are we missing, Father, Mother, Creator, Redeemer, Holy Spirit, Friend, Stranger, Unknown? What are we missing? Please meet us where we are today. Please meet us where we are. And we ask these things and pray these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Make sure I don't do things out of order here. The scriptures today, I bet you don't hear very often. I'm reading from 1 John, and did you know there's a book of Jude? And when I was giving the scripture chapter, there's not one. It's just Jude. So when I looked and I'm like, well, do I do Jude 1? No, because there's not a 2. So, And as I was reading, kind of tweaking things over the last couple of days, I, I kind of changed the scripture. So for all of you who have your Bible out, put it away. It's still from 1 John and Jude, but I added a couple of things. 
from each one. I added a verse or two. And I'm reading from the New American Bible. Yes, there's a New American Bible, but I think it's old by now. But I like the way it says this from 1 John. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we beheld in our hands, what we handled concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard we proclaim to you also that you also may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and all those other names that I just said. And with Jesus Christ. And these things we write that our joy may be complete. Then from 1 John chapter 3. See how great a love the Father, or all those other names I said, bestowed upon us that we should even be called children of God, and such we are. For this reason the world does not know us, because it did not know Christ. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as that we shall be. Not yet. We know that if God should appear, we shall be like God, because we shall see God as God is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on them purifies themselves, just as God is pure. Now the one, two, six verses right before we go into Revelations says this, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, or any of those things that we just said. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life, and have mercy on some who are doubting. I love that verse. That's in Jude, if you, if you want to check me. Not Jude 1, it's just in Jude. <laughs> verse 22, and have mercy on some who are doubting. Save others, snatching them out of the fire, and on some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. Now to him or them or you who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of God's glory blameless with that great joy to you be only found through God our Savior or whoever of those names we said. Jesus our Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now, and forever. And all the people said, Amen. So that our joy may be complete, it says in one of those verses. In chapter 3, it says, We should be called children of God. And such we are. 
and in Jude, building yourself up on your most holy faith and have mercy on some who are doubting. Wow. So I guess I should ask y'all to have mercy on me. At times, right? At times. For most of us, the beginning of a new year tends to focus our attention on the future. We don't live in the past. You ever heard that word resolutions? I try to make them, but it doesn't work. For some, resolutions are made. Those are intentions we have for our lives. That's the plan we have for our future. It's our hope for tomorrow and next week and next year. Those are our dreams. Those are resolutions. Something we want to be different. Others may not make resolutions but still have hopes and wishes for the coming year and consider the possibilities of what this new year might bring in our lives, especially after the 20 months or so that we've been through hell, death, disappointment. But we're still going. We're still here, and we still chose to be here. Some of us are just glad we made it, maybe even a little surprised we did. And by that, I don't mean life or death. I mean just made it. Uphill battles, then put back down, and then an uphill battle, and then something back down. We've become stronger people. Ladies and gentlemen, we have become stronger people. You know, a clean slate sounds nice, but being the one reaching up and wiping my own brow, just being thankful for grace and mercy of, of my God, of my Redeemer, of my friend, and of all of you seeing me through a very dark time and standing with me through it. All I can say to all of you is thank you. In whatever ways the new year gets expressed or experienced, it touches a longing or a desire in us, a desire. We seek something we don't have or that we haven't had in a long time. We want and we need, we need things to be different. If not, why do we have these dreams or these resolutions or why do we even think about something that might be better? It's a desire. It's something we need to be different. With resolutions or whatever you want to call them, then will you agree with me that we are aware of an absence? Something missing from our lives? I don't mean our life is defective or deficient, and I'm not making a criticism or a judgment for you. Trust me on that. But I just know it's just the recognition that there are times in our lives when we experience an absence. What is that absence? Well, here's the paradox. That absent thing, that missing piece, is also present to us. And in, th and, and in and through our longing and desire for it, it's present with us. We may not see it or experience it, 
and we may not yet be fully realized in our lives. It may not be fully realized what that absence is, but it's already present with us. It's here, meaning it's possible. What we seek, it is present by its absence. Did you get that? What we seek, it is present by its absence. So we already know what it is. Because we're seeking it. It is present by its absence. We experience that present as a longing, a desire, a searching. However, as Christians, we have the advantage, the knowledge to know no matter how dark, how lost we feel, how foggy life seems, there's joy out there somewhere. It may be in a great disguise. It was for me. It may take a lifetime to find it. We may doubt that it's there. We may doubt that there really is joy out there. Some people call it the light at the end of the tunnel, and we hope it's not a train. You ever heard that? You know, even if we see that light, that little spark, some of us turn around and even run from it, even though as a Christian I know I shouldn't run from it. I know what it is. I know it's there. It's through the fog. But sometimes, even when you know what it is, you turn around and run from it. There is that light. Call it what you wish. Not happiness. I'm not talking about that. The difference in happiness and joy, we've talked about that over the last few weeks. Happiness is getting an A on a test. Happiness is getting a new car, finding true love after a divorce. But joy, as in 1 John, as Christians, we know our joy will be complete. As Christians, we know our joy will be complete. Now, that, not that we'll be happy finding it. You know, you, you feel the difference between the two? We may not be happy on the road to finding joy. Well, it took me 63 years to learn this. And I'm still seeking it. I'm still in, uh, researching it. I'm still wondering about it. I'm still doubting it. Also, you know, sometimes we don't know even what we're after. We only know that we're looking for something. There's something missing. There's that absence. Have you ever had that feeling that something is just wrong? It's just not, something's right, and you know. And you know you will know it when you see it or when you feel it. Well, that's this absence I'm talking about. You might wonder what absence has to do with this time of, of epiphany. They sound mutually exclusive. But maybe it's not as simple as there's either something there or there's nothing there. What if the experience of absence and the longings and the desires are the beginning of the epiphany for you? What if just the searching is epiphany? What if that longing you feel is epiphany? What if that sense of absence, that hole you feel in your life sometimes is the star of your life by which God is revealing God's self to you? What if that absence is God trying to reveal 
God to you? Just what if? And what if your sense of longing and desire is really God's longing and desire for you? What if it's God's longing? What if it's God's absence? God's trying to find you. I remember back in the old Southern Baptist Church up in you know, the pulpit, the, the guilt and the blame and the guilt preachers, you know, they would say something like, well, if you've lost God, it's not God that's lost, it's you that's moved. God hadn't gone anywhere. Well, you know, that's true. We pull away. What if our epiphany is not so much an aha, I got it kind of moment, but it's an aha, it's got me kind of moment. It is a moment that awakens us to the deep desires of our heart and our lives. It's a moment that awakens us to the deep desires of our heart, touches the longing of our life, and fills that absence in a way that we get up and we go and we change our lives and we know ourselves in a new way and we decide to go down that other road. Maybe it's called the road less traveled. Are you a doubter? I told you when I preached the other day that if you want to nickname me something, call me Thomas. You remember that? Because I would have been the one that said, hey, show me your hands, show me your side. Are you a doubter? Is God real? Is there even really a God? And does it really matter? Do you know we, we, we are around people every day, maybe even in this room, that are trying to figure out, wait a minute, is God real? Is there really a God? Does it really matter? What are we missing? This chance to do over, this opportunity to make decisions and to choose to move on and follow that light. It's out there. And I'm not sure that light is just for people that we call in our little group called Christians. I think that opportunity is out there. Call it what you want. Call it the star. No matter what you call your star, do you call it Jesus? Do you call it chance? The child? The baby? Do you call it love? Do you call that star God? Do you call it future opportunity? Growth? Moving on? Going down the right road for a change? Call that star what you want, but follow the star. For me, I really do believe that what happened to the Magi, I believe that that is what happened to them. I do believe they were followers. I believe they were looking, they were seeking, they were waiting, they were, they were going towards that star. The star was in the night sky, illuminated. It shone on them as a longing and a desire. They thought they were seeking the Christ child, but I think it was the child seeking them. The Christ child didn't need them to find him. He needed them to find him. Think about that for a minute. All the while, the child, God, the word, was seeking them, us. There's a 6th century poet, St. Romanos, that helped me understand this thought. I know I'm weird. I, I read weird stuff. But he was a poet and he was a hymn writer. He read between the lines of scripture 
with sacred imagination to write some amazingly beautiful and inspired hymns. One hymn he wrote was on the visit of the Magi, in which we hear a conversation between the child, Jesus, and his mother, Mary. Their conversation. The Magi come to the door, and Jesus says to his mother, let them in, that he brought them, he, the Christ child, he, I brought them here by my word. His word was the light of the star shining on them. And he tells his mother that he is in the Magi even as he is in her arms when he came into being. Remember God, with God, always with God? He was already here before he was in human form. So they were seeking him all the while he was seeking, seeking them. With them to this house, he never left. He never left their lives. The star the Magi followed was the word of Christ. They never traveled along, alone. All along, Jesus was with them and was calling them to his house. His word, his presence appeared to their eyes like a star. To their minds as a power to get up and go. To their hearts as a longing and desire, an absence that held the divine presence already within them. He was seeking them. Friends, that's epiphany. That's the divine presence within us. That's what we're missing. The star is there and it is seeking us. It's always there. It's always been there. It's not as if the star of Jesus' word, his presence, shines for some and not for others. It's there for everybody. Always has been. And it always will be. At times it may be unseen, unrecognized, unwanted, unaccepted unfollowed but for christians that's also that joy that's out there not the happiness but the deep down the knowing the light that shines even in the darkness and it may be under that bushel we all sung about as children hide it under a bushel maybe that's where we need to look I wonder if we often fail to recognize the light, the epiphanies in our life that happen every day. If you stop and really think about, I have epiphanies in my life all day long. It, very often. We begin this absence in darkness, and then we have light is light even in the darkness. For some of us, the darkness is very dark. I think Disney got it right in the movie Frozen 2. Let me paraphrase a text that helped me through a very dark time. The, 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 the words go like this from Frozen 2. Anna sings it. I've seen dark before, but not like this. This is cold, this is empty, this is numb. Hello, darkness. I'm ready to succumb. I follow you around and you have gone to a place I cannot find. This grief has gravity and it pulls me down, but a tiny voice whispers in my mind, you are lost, hope is gone, but you must go on. 
and do the next right thing. Can there be day beyond this night? I can't find my direction. I'm all alone. The only star that guided me was you. How to rise from the floor? But it's not you I'm rising for. Just do the next right thing. Take a step. Then take one more. It is all that I can do. The next right thing. Break it down to this next breath, this next step, this next choice is one that I can make. So I'll walk through this night stumbling blindly toward that light and I'll choose to do the next right thing. Now I paraphrase that a little bit. If you want the full thing, I've got it right here. I've got it hanging in my office at work. I've got a big sign that says, do the next right thing, right above my desk. During a dark time in my life, Zach Helton printed this, all of these words, the full text of this Disney song. And he and Claire had it framed beautifully. And they called me over to their house and they gave me this as a Christmas present. I have it hanging in my den at home. I think I cried for about 10 minutes after I read that. They cried with me. The words hanging in my office and at, at school and, and, and at home. I'll always be grateful for this wonderful act of their kindness and this simple truth, this simple message, but so true. Just do the next right thing. Just choose to look forward forward even if you can't see. Choose through the pain, the doubt. The light is there. You cannot see it at first. It's dim. It's a pinhole size light. Then it gets a little brighter and brighter and brighter. If you take a step and then take another step and then just do the next right thing. What are we missing this epiphany? Whatever you name, that's the beginning of your epiphany. It is more than emptiness, it is God calling. It is guide, that guiding star, the same one that the Magi saw. It shimmers with God's longing and desire for each of us. It shines in the night sky of your life. It twinkles present in the midst of absence. It is a beacon beckoning you home. You don't have to understand it or believe it at first. You don't have to call it Christianity. But to go on, to move forward in your life, you must choose to take that step and then take another one. To reach out, to accept help, to seek help, and to make a choice to trust the star, to follow it, learn from it, listen to it, and maybe let it take you to the house of Jesus, the Christ child who has been here even before life was life, Christ has been seeking us. The word was made flesh, and the word dwells among us. Stand at the door with the Magi as a wise woman or as a wise man. Listen to the child tell his mother, let them in. I brought them here. Amen.
And now we share the prayer. 